0: Hello, and welcome to You'll Podcast Your Eye Out. This is a podcast uh, that is all about Christmas films. It is a Christmas film marathon where we, uh, Jess, and my podcasting partner here.
1: Hello, Joe.
0: Hello, Joe. Uh, We're going to do, like I said, 25 Christmas movies in 25 days.
1: 25 Christmas movies. 25 days.
0: You can think of it like a christmas advent calendar do you remember when you were a kid i
1: do and you
0: would get the the cardboard advent calendar mm. open the little cardboard window it's
1: tough got my little kid fingers in those, those little kid fingernails get paper cut a little hinge open Oof.
0: and a little waxy chocolate treat would await you every day and that's i i want to capture that feeling with this podcast
1: it's like yum question mark yay christmas is coming
0: we might not be able to keep to this very rigorous record podcast recording schedule. So, uh, you know how sometimes when you like forget a day in your advent calendar, and then you get two waxy chocolate treats in the morning for breakfast. Some um, sometimes it might be like that.
1: <laughs> you may get two movie reviews.
0: Did I just out myself as a fat kid by admitting that I ate my advent calendar chocolate in the morning? Did other kids do that? Did you get did you get to eat it first thing in the morning or did your parents make you wait until after dinner or in the afternoon to have your advent calendar chocolate? It's such a small piece of chocolate.
1: I got to admit, I'd wait until all the advent calendar chocolate episodes would come out and then I would marathon You'd them. you binge them? <laughs> I didn't like waiting till the next day for the chocolate. You'd
0: save them all up and have yeah. like a Christmas Day, Boxing Day chocolate extravaganza. Exactly. Usually I'm gifted some chocolate, right? Around the holidays by somebody. So it's like right up until Christmas, that's when your chocolate supplies are low and you need that little IV drip of chocolate advent calendar <laughs> chocolates. But then usually someone, some grandma's get gifting you a bag of uh, lint, lint, lint chocolate truffles or something, right? On day of.
1: There's something lovely about the advent calendar and it's chocolate but it's certainly not the chocolate itself.
0: If your parents really loved you, maybe they did like a personalized advent calendar where you got to open like a little kind of gift that your mom or maybe your possibly very caring father wrapped lovingly like 25 little gifts.
1: Did did your parents do do, do this for you?
0: No, no. My like
1: No, your parents didn't love they, you. It
0: I om- <laughs> ouch. Seems like something that they almost like would do like a nice touch because my mom's a little extra when it comes to stuff like that. But no, I just got the standard like cardboard advent calendar. I feel like that's like a little bit more of a millennial Pinterest mom thing to be doing a like custom advent calendar or one that's really fancy. This is a really fancy advent calendar, this podcast. This is definitely how you should think about it. The
1: fanciest advent calendar you could ever have guaranteed to have no paper cuts when you fiddle with the little serrated cardboard bit that you get the podcast out of each time
0: <laughs> and then you try to make out what the little chocolate is it's like is that supposed to be a wise man is that supposed to be jesus is it santa is it a stocking who knows stuff <laughs> who can say all right so if you're looking at the title you already know what movie we're doing today what movie are we doing today joe
1: according to my notes the santa claus
0: yep so we we had a really rigorous process deciding what 25 movies we were gonna do
1: yeah we both were supposed to make a list yep
0: (laughs) Then only i made a list or i made one a lot quicker than you
1: I had a list. You
0: gave it a quick glance and you're like, looks good.
1: Your list was 25 movies. So I didn't give me a lot of wiggle room here. Uh,
0: What I thought was I would do my 25 and then you would do your 25 and then there would be like a compare contrast and we would like veto and like have a thing. But then like I just finished my 25 really rapidly and I felt like it was a solid 25. I don't know. Did I bulldoze you? Did you not? I deliberately picked ones that I felt. I actually felt like this one, today's movie. Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. I felt like this might be, this had a feel to me like this this would be like a childhood fave of yours, that you would be like, I'd put this on my list, Little Joe when he was a kid.
1: Yes. Like, honestly, this movie meant a lot to me as a child, and I'm I'm not ashamed to say that. Because I'm sure that's true for a lot of people.
0: Do you have a memory? Do you think your mom uh, or daddy took you to go see this in the theater? I
1: was trying to picture myself in the theater watching this movie, but I have no idea for sure. But I knew for sure that I've seen. I saw this movie, if not when it came out in theaters, like I had it on VHS or whatever. Soon, I bet there's a lot of VHS copies of this. This was in a
0: prime year for VHS to still be. This was what when did this come out? 1994. So yep, I'm about like 10 10 11 years old in yeah. 94, which is like a, I feel like pretty much the target audience for this Disney flick.
1: Like that's the first thing that kind of struck me about the way this movie is designed. It's like you want you want to be there. You want to be Charlie. You want to be that kid experiencing like the magic of like finding out your dad is Santa. Oh Sorry, spoilers for the later podcast. And you like, it's like Hogwarts, but Christmas. Like, it's, you really want to enter the fantasy of being this kid in the secret world. And that was a big appeal for me, is because it it wasn't just.
0: Yeah, like I, I, in my very first thing that I wrote in my notes, I wrote, this is a Disney movie. And I underlined it. Like, (laughs) I guess, like I didn't remember that it was, but now that I'm re remembering it, it's like, of course it is.
1: And that's like the main thing it has going for it is its production and Disney, sort of Disney esque magic, I suppose that it has just despite everything else. Um, yeah,
0: it's got a Disney esque vibe. Aside from the fact that when we first um, see our hero question mark Tim Allen, um, Tim Allen is he's being a jerk right out of the gate. Yeah,
1: because, what are your what yeah. are your first impressions of Tim Allen?
0: Uh, I liked Tim Allen when I was a kid and uh, no more I no longer enjoy him. Um
1: I wrote I I did also really like not only did I like this film but of course I I really liked t- uh, the home improvement as a kid too. Yeah. But I wrote here in my notes Tim Allen ugh. like just immediately his whole shtick is
0: If you're not aware of who Tim Allen is today, or the type of dude that he is today, he um, is uh, a millionaire who tweets from his mansion that conservatives can't get rich anymore. Why
1: why can't... uh, Conservative actors can't get roles anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: It's not anything to do with the fact that he's just like the worst most boring comedian that ever existed
0: there was a time in the 90s where his like brand of masculinity was like okay like there was a time where we let um who's a jimmy kimmel do the man show and that was okay like that was
1: every show like we had like spike tv the man channel and we had everything had to be manly in in a very specific way and tim allen was like the best example of that
0: okay and also like i'm not going to claim that i know every director but when the director flashed up the name john pasquin i was like "Mm," beats me i had to look it up and this is not the the same badge of shame that it is was probably in 94 but he was dum-dum-dum primarily a tv director and he did indeed direct 39 episodes of home improvement so uh we have a little symbiotic relationship here between this director and Tim Allen. They uh it's his, like that's his that's his golden boy, that's his go-to boy to do stuff. He directed also the last thing that he directed was uh Tim Allen's last foray into TV show uh TV shows the last man standing, which I do not believe did well. So they're in it till the bitter end. <laughs> <laughs> he also did de- Directed a twenty nine episodes of Roseanne, and I didn't look up whether they were like old episodes of Roseanne or whether they were new episodes of Roseanne. But I assume that they're probably maybe golden era. He, he
1: directed twenty nine uh, millionaire fantasy episodes, latter day seasons of Roseanne. Yeah,
0: he's responsible yeah. for the whole like he's they win. Like, they win. What they win, if it was <laughs> all a dream? <laughs> yeah, he's responsible for the ever popular Arnold um, or the Roseanne plot line of they win the lottery and our favorite character Dan's been dead the whole time. Enjoy. What a horrible twist.
1: You know what people we- really liked about this show? That they were millionaires.
0: Well, we recently listened to that podcast with... Uh, he's hes not the in-the-actor studio guy. He is... What's his name? And he was interviewing John Goodman. And they had to talk about Roseanne off-camera with Sam Jones. Was uh, He just interviewed John Goodman. Great interview. Sam Jones is a good he's a good interview guy like I would I don't listen to that podcast enough but he's he's good at interviewing and uh, it was delicate talking about uh, the later talking about how great it was to be on Roseanne and then how great it was to be back on Roseanne but just kind of like tiptoeing around um, Roseanne bar and not really addressing
1: he's a professional
0: yeah he's a, he keeps it 100
1: you know what of what would have improved the Santa Claus two hundred percent?
0: Having John Goodman in the role. John Goodman. Yeah. Right?
1: John Goodman can't save every movie. Just every movie he's in. So we're in how let's describe the opening scene since we've actually haven't started describing this movie yet.
0: Yeah, uh, we open on a uh, Christmas party, corporate Christmas party, and talking about not really uh, liking Tim Allen's character Calvin right out of the gate, the very first thing that we see him do is interrupt a black woman.
1: Yeah, he, he literally takes the microphone out of her hand while she's thanking everybody who worked so hard to congratulate himself.
0: Yeah, it totally uh, had the vibe of them like cutting off Hal Berry during her Oscar speech, where it's just like let the woman speak, (laughs) or like she literally got two sentences into that speech, like I'd like to thank everybody, and he's like, but you can't, and like took the mic out of her hand, and I was immediately like, "Mm, I don't think we're gonna like this guy, even though he's being somewhat coded as charming.
1: He immediately kind of like Scrooges it up and and acts a little amoral and 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 unlikable from the get-go you're not supposed to think he's a good person
0: because we quick cut to a next scene of him lying to um his ex-wife on his car phone where he's like yeah i'm hitting traffic but he's just sailing through Was he sailing through red lights being a reckless driver oh i guess you can't really show scenes of <laughs> tim allen doing that too soon <laughs> <laughs> so never mind he's probably driving very very responsibly like tim allen uh, is court ordered to continue to do
1: I actually kind of this is one of my most the most heartwarming parts of the movie is when he's driving home to uh, see the his kid and everything because they do this like Christmas montage of like all the kids peering through the windows and all the like the little like.
0: Yeah, they they scar- have some heartwarming moments of him racing through a school zone. You're correct. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, he was watching two brothers like wail on each other on a front lawn. Oh, I saw that too. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what we're trying to glean from. This I really like
1: that part. I wrote here. I miss winter wrestling. I miss winter wrestling snow fights. I I I really miss like just pelting some kid with snow and he starts crying and you gotta yell time out.
0: Uh, so this gave you like little kid in the snow nostalgia feels.
1: It gave me bloodlust to. Sp- to get a guy with some ice.
0: Speaking of uh, being a kid in the 90s, uh, when we first cut to Charlie, this kid's got a 90s bowl cut to rule the ages. I give him like nine out of 10 bowls. Oh, it's amazing.
1: It's like a solid turtle shell on his head.
0: Yep. Yeah. We immediately open to a scene where like the, his blended family is arguing. And it's like, remember in the 90s, every movie had a blended family. Like every... <laughs> this was a big plot, but this is like the plot point of missed Out Fire, Right.
1: Oh, yeah, this is, divorce a pretty, is such a big deal. This is just Mrs. Doubtfire. But instead of like being offensive to trans people, it's offensive to Santa's.
0: Yeah, yeah that's actually I didn't. Th- that's wonderful. It's true. Like, or it's not wonderful that it's offensive to yeah. trans people, <laughs> but it's true. Like uh, they, they judge him for wanting to dress in elderly female drag to get closer to his son. And in this one, it's like, how dare you uh, transform into Santa to get closer to your son? It's a weird dynamic of '90s movies. Um, I made another note about Tim Allen. I don't like he's just being a jerkwad about the the stepdad right in front of the kid, pretty brutally. And it's like, remember when like men in the '90s were just like jerkwads, and we were just supposed to accept that as like charming? Where it's like, this is our hero.
1: It's just. It's also just Tim Allen. He's constantly oh. just. Uh, constantly has it's some pr- stupid it's fucking pretty comment.
0: Ham-fisted, like, or just like, she just says something simple, like, Well, we're actually going to Neil's parents, and he's like, going to the dog pound and starts like barking, and it's just like, What is happening?
1: Yeah, I can see why your kid loves you.
0: And then Judge Reinholds out in the car and he starts honking, like she's taking too long dropping the kid off, and it's like, Wow, she's stuck between a jerk rock and a jerk hard place because this guy, we haven't seen him yet, but he doesn't seem charming either.
1: <laughs> no one the kid some people none of the adults in this film are likable for the most part
0: or all yeah all the adults are like super unlikable right out of the gate or they're just very yeah we or we again we show him speeding through traffic and it's like the opening of liar liar where it's like we get it he lies yeah that's good setup
1: judge reinhold and 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 the mom hate christmas
0: or we have just like such a (laughs) like absolutely distilled moment of dysfunction when the kid is like mom dad why are you always fighting and it's like if your kid just says that completely explicitly right in front of you (laughs) that's probably a wake up call for this woman this movie's like a cautionary tale about having a kid with a guy in your 20s like (laughs) she's clearly taken another run at life with the second husband and now she's like dealing with this like first husband's bullshit
1: thank god she got out
0: um, when the kid is arguing in the car uh, when they're I, d- I don't remember specifically what they're arguing about in the car but the kid is like being just like you know maybe you shouldn't be so, like the kids being very cogent and being like maybe you shouldn't be so hard on Neil and perhaps you shouldn't be so hard on him in front of me and like Tim Allen's just like rah, rah, just says something I think he stupid. goes oh <laughs> Uh, he says that they just completely indignant to the kid and it's just like I bet this is what it's like arguing with Tim Allen today like I bet nothing's changed.
1: I bet you he thinks this movie is real. I bet you he thinks he's Santa Claus. <laughs> but you can't deliver uh, toys because the social justice warriors have canceled Christmas.
0: I do believe that he just posted a photo on social media and he does have the full like Santa Claus beard like he's it's weird. You should mention that because I did did just see that recently. What do you think about the scene where uh, our hero, uh, Calvin, not Tim Allen, Calvin, is trying to cook uh, Christmas dinner for his son?
1: It it was like, I don't know, classic uh, dad ruins dinner, dad can't cook, dad, dad can't do the things that moms do kind of moment.
0: I missed why Charlie has to suffer with his dad through christmas eve is that their custody agreement is that he's spending christmas eve with his dad and then is, he's his right, a right mom- as
1: a father to ruin christmas for his son half the time
0: <laughs> so, this, so yeah this is this is the uh bitter we have a, another bitter custody agreement coming up spoilsies but this is the initial bitter custody agreement is that you can't just switch off christmases you got to do a an early morning switch off on christmas morning I don't know if this is like a normal custody agreement that you do Christmas Eve with.
1: Parents have all sorts of weird handoff rituals for when they. He seems they split weirdly, their kid.
0: yeah. He seems weirdly unprepared for Christmas Eve, but I guess that's supposed to be the joke, right? That.
1: He, he just, yeah, no, like it's it, it's it's exactly meant to be like this is a a thing a guy. Never do. The
0: turkey c- catches on massive fire and then also spontaneously like reignites after it's gone out, it seems. Uh there are some side dishes on the table that look like competent side dishes, but then there was also just like what looked like um like thick sliced bread.
1: Yeah, there's just some bread. There yeah. was like a bowl of donuts or eclairs or oh. something well, I thought I saw.
0: I mean, I've been to Christmas spreads where something like that's on the table that's not crazy something looked like really big brussels sprouts or i don't know but i wasn't sure like they didn't really look like in like really intense botched weird side dishes i wasn't sure like some of them look like they might be okay i wasn't sure whether
1: he aced the meal out of the, other than the turkey Is i guess was this, yeah, was, this was like the cutout subplot of the film that he did really well except for the turkey he's doing
0: okay up until the turkey yeah yeah um i can see why they cut it out so then, another a quick cut to them at Denny's. Um, we see all the single dads, the racially
1: segregated Denny's. Yeah,
0: that there's um, quite a few. What are, an unnecessary scene showing the Denny's just packed to the brim, full of Japanese businessmen, which in the nineties was like just just singularly funny to portray. Just a room of um Japanese businessmen loudly speaking Japanese where it's like that's funny, it makes it's, me laugh. It just it
1: fills you it kind of filled me with joy to see a bunch of happy men talking for sure. Yeah. But yeah, it was played for laughs and it was weird. It's like, oh, are you Japanese? Nope. Then come with me to the sad dad room.
0: Yeah, oh I guess I yeah, I didn't notice that. That it was like like a smoking section. They had like a sad white dad messing up Xmas section. Yeah. Um do you think that this is sad, accurate, both?
1: uh, the main thing is just like it's another trope of like I think we'll see this in Christmas movies again, like the ruined Christmas dinner, and they all have to go to uh a restaurant yeah. on Christmas day, except i it it was kind of flipped because like well, Christmas story, for instance they end up at a Chinese food restaurant.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. That, it's funny I was about to make that parallel and say just like in a Christmas story, but it's not. It's well, flipped. They it, actually they are they are the interlopers at the at the um Asian restaurant. Yeah, they're
1: like you think this is an Asian restaurant? No way, man. This is a Denny's. Mm. They flipped the script. So Santa Claus is a secretly a woke movie. Never mind. <laughs>
0: um do you have much uh, or anything to say about um i don't think tim allen's being that bad of a dad when he's reading the christmas story to the kid as he's drifting off and then tries to like shortcut it as he notices the kid's asleep but then he is pretty like i with all the kids like uh santa questions
1: no i think it was like pretty classic it was fine it it, it just drove home like the general jerkiness and, and like undedicated uh attitude that he has towards being a father
0: if they were trying to like make the point that they were having like a pretty mediocre christmas like that that point got nailed home i believe it or i felt it
1: (laughs) this christmas let's top off this wonderful christmas with like a rushed and you're gonna ask me some questions about the story about the christmas story and i'm gonna like just shoot you down (laughs)
0: <laughs> or like like the whole point is that we're going to be like rating these movies on our ability to um raise our Christmas cheer overall. We're going to we're going to rate them on on, a, on some sort of Holly Jolly festive cheerometer at the end. And I got to say, like, I understand that you got to create some tension, like it's the heart of drama to like kind of portray that, you know, a, a transformation, right? This is a transformation story. It's a hero's journey.
1: This is a transformation story. I'll it give is. you that. Yep. So though though I will say it's a transformation story more akin to like The Fly than uh it's a real it's
0: <laughs> yeah it's a little bit of a more of a body horror yeah, than, yeah.
1: we'll get into that
0: Um it's but at it, the, the beginning of the movie's a bummer like I'm bummed out watching all these scenes up until this point and I'd have to say like I was just like mm, this is not the really the great Christmas movie I remember from my childhood I'm pretty bummed out And that's when the lights go out on Charlie. And it's just like Merry Christmas, kid.
1: And it's just done. And that's how the movie ends.
0: Yeah, could you imagine it just like it was a short film and it just ended there and it was just like, yep.
1: (laughs) The cruel realities of broken homes and they're in the holidays.
0: Uh, No, but the movie's not over. We're we're awoken by a noise on the rooftop and Santa is having the least stealthy night of his life.
1: How did he do this for thousands of years like how how, or like however long that's one of my questions is yeah about this
0: this is my like main question for like a lot of the stuff moving forward that um i feel like i probably was also asking when i was a kid but it was just like yeah like why now why here why now why is santa having you know or it's like he's you, you know for the most part seems to have a pretty successful operation zipping around delivering toys and he's woken a dad up who's seen him
1: it really seemed like he had never been on a roof before
0: he's brought down by a hey hey you like that's so distracting to Santa that he is like oh what and slips and immediately just kind of like rockets down the roof to his death like apparently he d- like I- oh
1: he's dead he dies 15 minutes into this film Santa dies so quickly into this film they really established right away this film's about santa dying and then tim allen has to take his place
0: he waves goodbye when he's in the snow like as they're walking away he's not dead he waves his mitten waves goodbye so it's so i mean they left him
1: no he's partially alive he's dying and he's fading away and he's like sweet release from the eternal damnation of being cursed with santa and he fades away and it's like now it's your problem buddy he's dead he's gone
0: i'm not convinced i'm not convinced that he died i know it says in all of the literature and it's supposed to be canon that he died but it's just like nobody checked really and he does he gives a little wave at the end so it's just like cool just leave him like dying in a snowbank i guess um the very first thing that charlie says when he steps outside is you got him and it's like was this charlie's plan all along what do you mean you got him
1: charlie knows a lot about christmas already and he he wants to catch santa
0: the whole santa thing just seemed like again like a pretty tight operation and then santa's like i just it just feels like there's like a backstory that's leading to why santa's having such an off night that he was like a so easily distracted and slipped off that roof to his untimely death.
1: And like into a pretty thick pile of snow, it seemed. I don't know that even falling from that height would kill you. Yeah,
0: what's that? Like, what was that house? Two stories?
1: And he's a supernatural being. You'd think that yeah, would give you a little bit of extra toughness. But he's a... I guess Santa is a frail, older man and thus can can't really well, take a... Of tumble.
0: That's a plot point later when Tim Allen is like, Well, how's that gonna help me if I fall off a roof? And he's like concerned about falling off a roof, and it's like, yeah, as you should be, because apparently, like, there's no you got all this technology, but you can't prevent that.
1: I thought that too. I thought that was a good bit. He was the like,
0: the elves have jetpacks.
1: Yeah, they're so cool. <laughs> we'll get there. I'm
0: skipping ahead. But the job the there's there's flying tech there's hovering technology that they're just like Santa just doesn't need. Or it's like, again, there's like this backstory where it's just like, has Santa been having a rough time? Like, has he been drinking? Like, what is there? Was he? Is that why he's having an off night? Was he like hammered? Like, you know, it just seems weird that he had this accident all of a sudden. I have a theory. Yeah. I would he, like to hear it.
1: He intended to die that night. Yeah. He, it was all like a big. He knew. Well, that's the thing.
0: I think he like faked his. It, was, it makes more sense that he would have like faked his death to get out of being Santa. And I, then... I
1: guess he faked. He might have not been. might have faked his death after but i think he he essentially committed suicide he decided to end his life in order to escape being santa
0: um right it's seen as like just kind of well i don't know like he kind of eases into the end but it just doesn't seem like maybe well also just like again like you have to trick somebody into it so it's not this consensual thing (laughs)
1: You have to trick someone into it and also like in a really gruesome way. That's a pretty horrible thing to do to someone.
0: Yeah. Like is that is this the only way that you can transfer Santa Claus duties to another person is through your own death? Is that the only option? Like
1: Is retirement an option? I think killing a Santa is the only way that another Santa can come into being.
0: Retirement's not an option, and if it is, they don't i don't think it's explicitly discussed how did you feel about the uh the the rose such a ladder
1: oh like the whole clatter a ladder like i thought that one like
0: i would have ate that shit up when i was a kid but i was less amused by it now like the all of like the kind of misheard
1: there is there other ones
0: uh, well, the Santa Claus. The well, very t- I like, guess our the title name too is That's right. is, a, is a kind of a miss. It's supposed to be like a misunderstanding that. or a misname.
1: That one's clever. I thought yeah. that one's clever, but the clatter one wasn't. But and that I wish one they, felt like a stretch. I wish that gag had continued though. If they had a lot of like misheard words from complex old poems or whatever, like Night Before Christmas or whatever.
0: It yeah, it's making fun of the how that language is kind of like antiquated and sounds yeah. weird to us.
1: But it's only that one joke and.
0: Well no, people make the joke all the time, like threw up the sash. What's a sash? I don't have a sash on my window.
1: Yeah, I wish they had made that joke or made made like there are so many old phrases they could have somehow transformed into like little visual puns or something like that. That would have yeah. been neat. Yeah. Like if Santa has magic ladders like that, he's he's fallen off roofs?
0: Also, when Charlie gets up on that roof, he's about as sure-footed as a mountain goat and it's just like we just saw Santa slip to his death a second ago, but Charlie seems fine.
1: Charlie yeah, Charlie has no problem walking on roofs. See, it's it's really something he feels natural about.
0: This is our first look at the reindeer
1: oh yeah what do you think of like the animatronics for the reindeer
0: i meant to look it up are these jim henson reindeer
1: <laughs> no they are not okay they're not bad but they definitely don't have like a lot of lovable charm they basically can they're... look slightly to the left or right and they can and they have funny eyes
0: there are shots with real life reindeer and there are shots with the puppet reindeer and a little trivia for you um they're all toronto zoo reindeer that were used in filming of this
1: oh that's right because this film is a canadian film
0: it truly is like a lot of films that are trying to be chicago trying to be new york or trying to give you a feel of some metropolitan city it has actually been filmed right here in toronto canada knew it uh specifically oakville was supposed to be the stand-in for uh illinois so
1: not toronto canada
0: Mm, so, uh, some scenes were filmed in toronto though oh, okay um uh, case in point when we see the polar bears when they're having the heart-to-heart those are those are toronto zoo polar bears uh tim allen's mad that he's in his underwear but it's like dude you like went outside the middle of night in your underwear like this is all on you
1: put some pants on man
0: it's weird that he but yeah like i pointed out that there's a backup suit in the ba- in the back of the sled where it's like oh a, yeah that's he so in, in my in my screen memory of this movie when i watched it when i was a kid for some reason he actually like you know wizard of oz style takes the ruby slippers off takes yeah. the coat off but no he finds like this weird backup suit that i can't that i think is different is a different looking suit
1: do you think like the suit followed him into the sleigh It's the same suit after like Santa, like disappears and just leaves it with like kind of like Obi Wan Kenobi style. Like, just just...
0: (laughs) it's like a laundry service, you just find it like pressed and folded in the back of the sled. I don't know, it looked like it was in a heap to me.
1: (laughs) Just the backup suit in case Santa gets naked during flight.
0: Uh, when Tim Allen starts levitating after or the the Santa sack is what allows him to like levitate up in the air, Charlie's very concerned for him, and Calvin says it's okay. I live through the sixties. I'm not sure what that comment's supposed to mean. Like I that a, that's a drug reference, yeah, I guess. Yeah.
1: A boy used to float through the sky when I was on l s d man.
0: This is apparently the director's style to like slip in like sex and dr- like just kind of like little sex and drug references into these family kid movies that are just like, you know, enough culpable deniability to I, get past the censors.
1: This can't possibly be the first film to do that, but it definitely predates, you know, Shrek is like the corner, the, the 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 foundation film, the one everyone points to, but this is before Shrek and there's definitely these moments where he says these like little, you know, jokes about sex or or whatever that's that one's for the parents. This whole this whole movie is split right up down the middle like for the parents and for the kids you think so yeah yeah like tim allen's for the parents
0: yeah oh yeah yeah Yeah, like
1: no kid could possibly like this cranky middle-aged white guy i
0: I don't know i remember like i remember liking him when i was a kid so i don't know like now i know better but oh it does i agree
1: it's strange and hard to imagine someone liking him he's so awful
0: um, he gets down the chimney and immediately gets busted, so he's about as stealthy as our original Santa.
1: Here's another thought. Maybe Santa dies really often. Like,
0: Yeah, like, I actually wrote that later on in my notes, where it's like, okay, like, especially... You know, quick fast forward when they make it to the North Pole, all the elves are pretty nonplussed that there is a new Santa. I, I noticed and it's that. Like, too. Does this happen frequently? They don't
1: give a shit that the they old Santa died. They do not died.
0: fucking care. Like, new guy, who cares? Like, so it's just like, oh my God, is this like a, is this an every year thing or a multiple times in one night thing, even? Is that <laughs> what's happening?
1: That's so troubling to imagine. I thought it's because they knew that eventually that, like, the, what I wrote down as, like, the, the Santa entity, which will come to dominate the personality of Tim Allen, yes. they knew that that was going to happen and that, basically, Tim Allen's real, authentic, personal self would recede into the background and that Santa would emerge fully formed into, into Tim Allen's body. And, like, I just... Throughout the movie, as, like, Tim Allen loses his, his identity... Because that's what the really is what's happening in this film. He
0: undergoes a complete personality change he's as well. He's no it's not longer just it's what's
1: his name, Scott Calvin, right? Yeah, he's no longer Scott Calvin at the end at all. He's Santa Claus. Yes, it's not even clear if he has many of his memories from his original life.
0: Why do you say that? Is that what, well, he what, just what doesn't. What scene makes you say that?
1: He just doesn't seem to like relate. I guess he calls. He still has his son.
0: Oh yeah, like he's not. Um it immediately calls to mind uh another terrible winter movie uh Jack Frost where uh a boy i don't know the father's either not around or he's dead and then he becomes a snowman <laughs> right that's the plot it. of jack that frost that sounds
1: that sounds right though yeah. so yeah maybe like we're we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here no i guess not we're right we're we made it to the north pole right
0: well, we had no. We have some scenes of um, Calvin as Santa d- doing some gift delivery before he makes it to oh, the North that's Pole. Right. Like he doesn't even get like a-, a preamble or a speech of what he's supposed to do. Like he's just supposed to fly by the seat of his pants. And are we expected to believe that he finished all the deliveries? Like was Santa on the tail end and he only had a few more to do? Or
1: yeah, this is his second. He was two two houses away from getting it all done.
0: Like yeah, so he's he's. Obviously waking people up as Santa's a big issue. He wakes up the little girl. I don't know why I give a fuck about this because they already established that he's a liar, but when he says he uh he lies about being lactose intolerant, and it's like we just saw you order eggnog at the Denny's. That's so I know true. you're full
1: of shit. Busted.
0: So he's just like mad and he's just doing the same thing that he does with his own child where he's just like, I don't know, shut up and not really answering your questions.
1: I also like when they're zooming down the highway and they're the, the guy in the truck does a great double take when he when he's like well, that's a reindeer and that's Santa Claus.
0: Or like Tim Calvin's trying to do some normalcy where he's just like, I'll be like a dude and ask this dude for yeah, directions yeah. and he's like, So if I keep going, I'll hit the I ninety? And it's like, oh, what a great moment of
1: levity in this normalcy. horrifying movie.
0: Yeah. Or yeah, it's already
1: I was filled with horror. I can't believe I liked this movie as a kid.
0: Uh, or yeah, we also just the fireplace scene I thought was kind of neat how he goes down the fireplace and it turns into an actual, like it rearranges itself when there is no fireplace.
1: One thing I did like about the movie is how it kind of like explains. They're doing a good job trying yeah. to
0: like, um, to the best of just like magical or like the the film is just working over time trying to create its own internal logic or yeah where it's just like you know what it's it's we're having a little lesson about faith where it's like how does Santa do it magic it's a lot like when the creators of lost claim that the island wasn't magic but come on what else could it be it's magic like if you know if you have to ask yourself the question how does Santa do it the answer is probably going to be magic like that's going to be in the answer right what are you expecting so that's why the scene when like judge reinhold is like quizzing charlie grilling grilling the kid you know and expecting (laughs) he gives him like a nonsensical answer and he's like yeah but logically and it's like "Mm, i don't think this is where this you're losing control of this conversation judge
1: Yeah, in that scene where he's like trying to prove that God doesn't exist, basically. Yeah,
0: like he's it's like arguing with like a Christian where it's like I, I don't think this is the right approach to be taking where you're trying to like undermine this kid's faith.
1: There is like, and I was thinking about that too in this film. It's like kind of like a film about belief a little bit. And oh thus, yeah,
0: faith is a big faith, uh, faith is a big uh, theme in this.
1: I'm sure this film was. Despite the fact that there is not a single mention of Christianity in film, the fact that it's about, like, wanting to believe and belief being uh, so important. I-, I wonder how it was taken in, like, Christian Christian news and, and like, Christian reviews of it at the time.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask specifically whether this was just, like, a Christian allegory, like the lion and the witch in the wardrobe. Is this, like, a veiled... <laughs> like, am I supposed to be looking for, like, veiled Christian messages in here?
1: Well... If you think of Scott Calvin as like a sacrifice for the spirit of Christmas, yes. Yes, absolutely. He's kind of Messiah like. He has to like give up his entire self in order to continue this.
0: Oh, well, there is, a, yeah, like a theme of martyrdom yeah. running through it as well. Yeah. yeah.
1: He doesn't seem to like care one bit though that he's giving up his life. He doesn't ever seem to like he's a little upset about the weight gain, but that seems to be it.
0: That's the thing that other people are most upset about. Oh, too. yeah. We'll get
1: into that, too.
0: <laughs> uh, I did want to say we, we already made the joke, but he uh, we do have a moment where he grunts like his persona.
1: Of course he grunts. He's Tim Allen. This, like he's Tim Taylor. He is He is Tim Taylor in this movie. And he just he doesn't. I don't think. Does he ho 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 during this movie?
0: I think later on there's a ho ho ho, isn't there?
1: Yeah, yeah, there has That's to be. That's wild.
0: He plays Santa and there's a hurr, but yeah. there's not a ho
2: ho ho.
1: <laughs> it's hard like and you said this before I think, but like it's hard for it seems like he can't distinguish be- between his real self and his character. Or yeah, has. like the
0: the 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 persona between Tim Taylor and Tim Allen is just paper 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 thin.
1: I think this film would have been far more interesting if he was just Tim Taylor and we ditched the kid and we got JTT in there and
0: Yeah. You've already, Yeah, you've already got some cute kid actors or, you know, they're cute for a few more years at least. Could have used them. Uh, they land on the North Pole, actually, and it's almost kind of like a Kate Bush video starts up. Like, it's kind of like snowy and there's some ethereal music before they Bef- find the actual North Pole.
1: Before they land on the actual ground and it's just kind of like the landscape, I was thinking it was pretty sweet looking and kind of like a neat effect. But then they land on the ground and it looks very much like a like a really cheesy set at first, yeah. the exterior. But then you have that like moment of like pure bliss as this little, the elfin child comes and, and touches the the little globe and, and, and it's this real like solemn moment to, to introduce these characters.
0: Uh, We open up to the uh, workshop and it's, a moment of grand majesty where I'm just like, Oh, here comes your Christmas splendor right here. Right. Yeah. Everything's all gilded and goldy. And I was like, well, here's uh Disney doing Santa's workshop. Right. You know, you yeah. often see Santa's workshop and you're like, mm, not so good. And I was going to say not, not until, or uh, we didn't see a really fully actualized North pole Santa's workshop. Again, I think in a movie until elf.
1: That's the last one that I remember for sure. Yeah,
0: like or just one that's just like just really well done where it's just like, oh yeah, okay, I totally believe that this is the North Pole and elves live here and this is Santa's workshop and it just was very and it's like you got to hand it to Disney, man. They don't they don't cheap out on that stuff. They know where to put the put the bucks. They have cuz all the sand all the Santa's workshop stuff, like all that North Pole stuff. I thought it looked great. Yeah, their
1: outfits are really cool, all drapey.
0: Very I'm personally very pleased that they went with child elves, like kid actor elves as opposed to um Diminutive adult elves, which do not have the same vibe.
1: I don't know. I found it sometimes a little creepy. Um, I found I found the elf Judy especially very unsettling and creepy.
0: Oh, is because is it because she had that little moment with tim where Allen where she's it wasn't, like, "Sorry, I don't want to date you." <laughs> yeah, like...
1: where he hits on her, but like even then, it was it was weird. Um.
0: I right when he gets there he asks like who's the head elf and she, the the elf says you but then he's like yeah but like other than me and she's like shrug i don't know and it's like and then Bernard is like right in frame and it's like you you know he's talking about Bernard bitch like i love that she That's was why he's deliberately so off. being obtuse and being like well who's like the head elf in charge and it's like gee do you think it's the only one who's functionally looks like a teenager who's walking around it's probably the head guy
1: we also learned during that scene that also
0: the, the- most oh sorry the, also the most over accessorized elf, pretty much that we've <laughs> he seen looks so far.
1: Great. <laughs> so I
0: mean, I he looks like the head guy.
1: I thought he looked so cool as a kid. He was definitely there to like, use the cool character. Um, they don't get breaks. You're like, do you do you get breaks? Do you get coffee breaks? No, I don't drink coffee. We get back to work. It's not clear that they get breaks or anything in in Santa's workshop. And, of course, it brings the ever-present question about, like, labor. And it's a little weird. It's kind of like child labor. Makes me a little uncomfortable. Well,
0: how old are they supposed to be? Like, uh, Judy, Judy, the elf that we meet later, she says that she's been working on her hot cocoa recipe for, what, like 15,000 years or something? Or 100 years? 12,
1: 1,200 years.
0: 1,200 years. That's a lot. Yeah. Like, she's... So, she's older than that okay do you remember what what judy's actual hot cocoa recipe was
1: Uh, no i no
0: i don't blame you for not remembering because they're not they're not hot tips like the very first tip out of the gate is like well not too hot and it's like okay sure extra chocolate okay yeah i mean where it's just like okay i thought of that when i was 10 uh, and shaken not stirred. She pulls a James Bond, a 007, <laughs> and it's just like that's oh, the I- secret. Wow, uh, what twelve twelve hundred years, eh? Let's
1: throw an olive in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a- what a dirty hot chocolate, a little bit of olive brine, yeah. <laughs> or I just I you know, I was expecting. It's just I was I don't know why I was so disappointed by those three revelations that she made because i, I was would, just expecting something secret ingredient or something very unique where it's like g- g- girl you had a lot of time to work on you this.
1: had 1200 years to figure this out
0: i feel like these were my or again like it's weird that she's supposed to be that old where it's like these are like top three tips from a 12 year old like i like little little chubby 12 year old could have told you these hot chocolate tips
1: well, when spun- i was a kid they spend a lot of time trying to be like wise and, and express how old they are, but they're like kid actors. These, ki-
0: these kid actors are doing like a pretty good job, they're, like even just for the good. ones that have like little toss off lines, like they're pretty, they're, they're embodied uh, old souls, I think.
1: The general gist of most of their expressions is like, I'm much older than you are and thus much smarter than you and you're a, a dumb young middle-aged man.
0: Yeah, or uh in my favorite new uh comic book adaptation that's been real fun in quarantine watching the Umbrella Academy and watching that young actor who's supposed to be it's like sixteen or seventeen and he's supposed to be playing an old man. He's doing yeah, a pretty good job. You
1: should have watched this movie to study up. I bet you he did.
0: Yeah. There there's some there's some kids that are between ten and thirteen portraying some very old souls here. Did we already talk about how Bernard is portrayed by David Krumholtz? Who is, he's not that much older than the other kids. You said that he thought, or I said that I thought that he looked like a teenager, but he's probably only like 13, 14
1: here, right? Yeah. He, he is clearly like the oldest elf. And it kind of makes me think like, what is like the physiology of these elves? Is it like he's, do they just the slowly get like, older, and like, and he's the oldest one, so like, if he was like a million years old, he'd a be an adult. Elf.
0: There was a quick cut when Tim Allen was like, "I don't want to do this. I don't want to be Santa." There's a quick cut to like a crying baby elf, so it's like we have elder elves and we have baby elves.
1: I have a question that I'm afraid to ask. Yeah. Where do baby elves come from?
0: Yeah, like this actually, like, I don't think you want to think about it too hard because like when you start thinking about that, it poses more questions than answers. Uh, Judy says that she's like seeing someone from rapping. So for all these are supposed to be functional adults that are seeing one another.
1: Oh, oh I don't. OK, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to.
0: I hate it. I hate this. <laughs> Uh, actually, but, like, despite all that, like, discomfort and that, like, slight uncomfortable moment between, uh, where Judy's, like, don't hit on me to Tim Allen or, like, haha, don't. Jesus. Uh a lot of like the north pole's cute it's actually it's just like okay all right it's getting like my 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 zero net cheer meter is like ticking up slightly as i'm watching this movie because it was fun to see santa's workshop we got a
1: santa's workshop montage
0: very disneyland treatment
1: full of toys that no kid in the 90s would ever want it's like all like you know dollies and teddy bears and 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 train sets no pogs. Doll
0: houses, no pogs, no Tamagotchis, none. What was, that? like, well, I don't know, we could probably look it up what the most popular. This would have been post Cabbage Patch Doll pre Tickle Me Elmo. So, whatever the big toys were in between.
1: <laughs> Furby, but, maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe they should have been cranking out. No, a 94? Tickle yeah, Me I don't Elmo. Know. Yeah, I feel like I would have been maybe around that age when I got my Furby. So, I mean, yep, nope, they're cranking out nutcrackers, wooden dollhouses. Raggedy Ann dolls. I'm sure there was probably like some footballs and wooden cars in the background.
1: And that's kind of like the problem the of perennial favorites. Like the per- portrayal of Santa Claus is always like these like kind of. Well, that's the choice. Victorian eh? if gonna, toys. If you're
0: gonna put Santa's workshop on screen, you got to make the choice whether you're gonna go with like adult elves or kid elves. You're gonna make the choice whether you're gonna be showing them making the modern toys or whether they're gonna be making the. Toys of antiquity.
1: <laughs> Should have all the elves Small European like
0: European wooden toys.
1: Just like operating robotics and applying circuit boards into Nintendo Switches.
0: Did your mom like when you got stuff from Santa, like when you got like your Nintendo sixty four from Santa? Like what was the what was the story that your mom gave you? Did you ask? I'm
1: I mean Whether like, like I think everybody wonders. I don't know. They probably told me that, like, Santa owns, like, a minority s- s- a share in stock in Nintendo, and, like, it technically came from him.
0: Yeah. Like, it was like, it's like a little partnership. Like, Santa has, like, mail in rebates and partnerships with, uh, distri- distributors and retailers <laughs> to be, like, a middleman to bring you your high end electronics.
1: Santa is essentially Costco. <laughs>
0: uh,. I, I must have been pretty impressed with the bed that they put him to sleep in because I just wrote in all caps big ass big ass Xmas sleigh bed, and they had some like very luxurious looking. Or you were talking about how the elves were decked out in really like good outfits, uh, lots of velvet. Yeah,
1: drapey velvet. I was just concerned that like th- 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 Tim Allen's character didn't seem to care at all that the punch and J- Judy play we're still watching him as he undressed and got ready for bed
0: I distinctly remember that scene as being like one of the scenes that was in the trailer where it's just like any of the like there's about five like where it's like this is supposed to be a joke kids Ah, ah, ah," elbow moments and I remember them all from like the trailer and it's like Tim Allen's like pants drop um I don't know some fucking snarky moment where he's saying something uh emasculating about the stepdad uh
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, the moment where they are all, they're all dancing, like they do a little dance move as they're marching down the hallway to get ready for the, the final flight. We'll get there, but like that's also in the trailer. I remember the trailer really distinctly for some reason.
0: I wanted to point out that little montage where they are getting ready. It is a ZZ Top song, I believe. Uh, Give Me All Your Lovin', which... Uh...
1: Classic Christmas tune.
0: I feel stupid now if that's not ZZ Top, but I feel like it really has to be. Um, it has the flavor of well, like you feel like some exact some executive was like, well, like a song that has the same feeling as like Give Me All Your Lovin', but something that has more topical lyrics and they're like got it and then they just got the rights to Give Me All Your Lovin'. <laughs> Cause it is it's got kind of not like explicit lyrics, but it's just it's a lo- like it's like a rock rock love song like kind of like a pour some sugar on me style song and it's just like about a montage about getting ready to deliver
1: presents on christmas should have just used rocking around the christmas tree
0: yep i'm right give me all your loving by zz top um not (laughs) like i get that it's like a rockin' song (laughs) but topically it's about getting down and making love kind of as a song so it's like okay
1: it's the perfect theme for a Christmas movie. Yeah, you
0: think so? Oh, well, it was also, I think it was a Christmas version because there were some like Jingle Bells in the background. And It's like, does ZZ Top have a Christmas album that's just like uh, Sharp Dressed Man with Jingle Bells in the background and it's all just like Christmas ZZ Top versions because actually if that album exists, I might want it.
1: That's a great business model. Just yeah. re-release songs, but just add the Jingle Bells in the back.
0: I feel like there's a few there's a few songs that are, I feel like that's maybe the function of, uh, like the Beach Boys Christmas album. It's like Little Deuce Coop, but then there's just they've got some they've got some classic Christmas bangers on there. But I think there's also just like Giddy Up 409 with bells in the background.
1: That's all you need.
0: If you don't have that, then I again another million dollar idea.
1: I noticed like pretty much as soon as Charlie really clocks that his dad is going to become Santa Claus, like. He stops hating his dad because pretty much, up until this point, he doesn't like his dad. He's like he's
0: actively like. There's we can cut back to the scene where he's actively begging his mother. Like he's you're, like you're, he's like, you're gonna come get to me go first go thing in the morning, yeah. right? Like you're not gonna leave me here with this person. And it's just like oh my god, where. <laughs> I'd be be concerned at this point where it's just like, should I be leaving him alone with his dad? And then he's like, I'm being replaced with Santa.
1: And then he's immediately like, I love you, dad. I'd love my dad if he took me to Disney World too. Like it's, it's, this kid has, has no conception that he's losing his dad. He's gaining a Santa.
0: I mean, would you really be upset if you like lost like this Tim Allen version of a dad? He seems like, you know. not like i mean not a deadbeat but a deadbeat emotional deadbeat dad
1: i feel like it would mess you up if your dad was replaced by santa claus regardless of how bad a dad you had
0: i don't think that charlie understands the ramifications of what's happening i don't think that uh scott (laughs) understands the ramifications of what's happening
1: no one seems Uh, to
0: all again i want to mention that we 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 were like is this is like like how often does this happen That this guy fell off the roof, and he the Santa fell off the roof, and he died. All the all of the elves are just very completely unaffected by this. Nobody nobody is clocking that there's like a new Santa. Nobody cares. So it's like again, it poses the question: like, how often does this happen? Has does this happen every year? Could this potentially happen several times? (laughs) Has this happened several (laughs) times in one Christmas Eve night?
1: You don't know, like it it could yeah, be a really repetitive thing. I think it's also because it's very clear right away that like to at least to the ls not clear to us yet that S- Scott Calvin is going away. Like, he's going to lose himself. So they're like, whatever, this jerk's only going to be here for a little bit.
0: I feel like they've seen this process before where it's just like, yep, some schlub knocks Santa off his roof and then he becomes the new Santa and his personality gets completely absorbed. And
1: and like, if it's Santa has to be killed for this to happen.
0: Or he's just like, it's an inevitability. Like, speaking of, well, speaking of, like, weird labor inequities, like, the the elves are, you would think that if, speaking of the elves not getting breaks, you would think if the elves. Got a break, like especially a seasonal break, it would be after Christmas Eve, like Christmas morning. Like, no. oh, like the vast majority of the work is done. Like, or it's just like, I don't know if you've ever worked in retail, but it's like Christmas. It's like, okay, you're done. Like, you're the busy part is done. But w- we are coming into a workshop that's full steam ahead, seems to be in full production, even though it's Christmas morning pretty much. So, it's the message is like, in order to get all these toys to these girls and boys this machine's got to be chugging 24-7, 365 days a year. But Bernard tells Scott, yeah, you can like F off and you can come back around Thanksgiving. And it's just like, you think Santa would have to clock in earlier in the season than that?
1: He's out there on the streets, braving slippery roofs, he he's earning his time off.
0: This is like the classic, like the CEO deserves more because he's working harder. Disagree. I, I saw those elves working pretty hard. All right. um, They put him to bed in that great big sleigh bed. That made me happy. It's, it's quite a dream. When you live in small apartments as a millennial for the rest of your life, you'll never have a sleigh bed. They're big. They take up a lot of space. So keep, hold that dream close to your heart. Cause it'll never come true. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's like maybe that's my story where it's like that's the thing I wish for that Santa never brought me a, sl- a giant oversized unnecessary sleigh bed. <laughs> that's when I stopped believing in Santa.
1: That was the heartbreaking moment charlie wakes wakes up Scott in bed, like in their his home bed. He yeah, yeah wakes like I felt up.
0: weird about that scene that they go to bed in this like luxurious velvet, beautiful Christmasy sleigh bed. And then he wakes up in his, like, single guy gray only Patrick Bateman bedroom. <laughs> the decor, <laughs> the whole
1: decor of the house is really weird. Like,
0: it's not as bad in the living room, but the, the bedroom looks, like, stark.
1: It doesn't look like a single man decorated this home for the most part.
0: It does in the bedroom, but not in the, eh, I don't know. It's pretty, it's kind of a little soulless.
1: What I noticed about when Charlie woke up his dad was that, Charlie, despite the fact that it's Christmas morning, he's fully clothed and wearing his shoes as he, like, climbs into bed and, like, pushes Tim Allen and starts to wake him up. So, he, like, got up. You remember waking up Christmas morning? You're not, like, putting on your sweater and your your shoes, your hard-soled shoes before you...
0: Was he fully in his shoes and his sweater? He was dressed. He's
1: fully dressed.
0: Well, Charlie slept in his clothes, didn't he? Like, he i guess well, so no he must have. wait no he, I... was he in pajamas at the north Pole, or was he in his clothes we know that tim allen put on his didn't even put on anything and yeah skivvies, tim allen's naked so just like charlie just has a lot more sense than him and he put on i think he put on pants and shoes before he left the house so he probably like crashed in his clothing after so. a wild night I guess so uh tim allen opens up the blinds and runs outside it's like what are you looking for outside buddy like he's rifling around in the snow for the corpse of santa yeah question mark I...
1: he's so confused he's like is it all a dream did i dream it
0: he woke up in the pajamas and i mean that's like i don't know <laughs> that was a sure sign a powerful delusion uh, Charlie got some good Christmas stuff. Uh, he got what I thought was a skateboard, but it's actually oh, a scooter skateboard. Oh, let's talk
1: about this thing. Yeah. what was that? It
0: was a scooter skateboard. It was like a skateboard seemingly, but then it had the scooter head on it.
1: But right? it was it was, but like it was like extra thick at the top. Like it seemed like a continuous deck that kind of could roll over a little bit. It was really weird the way it was shaped. I had never seen uh, a skateboard or scooter that looked anything like this, and I was super jealous. I, I feel it. like
0: I I feel like maybe a pre Razor scooter, I feel like I would have seen this type of like overly plasticky, big wheelie looking scooter. I feel like that was kind of a thing for kids.
1: It seems like he was getting a lot of good gifts.
0: Did he get Lego? Was there some Lego in the front there?
1: There I don't I don't know. It just, of a that lot I of wasn't stuff. sure there
0: was stuff there was I was kind of on hyper aware, hyper awareness for Disney product placement and did not see it. But it just seemed like he got a good like pretty classic only child haul. You know, lots of shit under the tree. Uh, The wife shows up and she's like, oh, very festive pajamas. She's right. They are festive. I like them. Made me want a pair of red, just like red silky pajamas for Christmas. Red silky R&B style pajamas. It's a good, good, good Christmas day look.
1: But then they immediately like come in and they want to crush all Christmas spirit and, and destroy she's imagination.
0: About, yeah, Santa Claus. He's like, "Oh, we had such a good night, Santa Claus." Blah blah blah. And he like, she like pulls Tim Allen's son. She's like, "You've been fucking talking to our kid about Santa Claus." Like she's real mad. And it's like, settle down, ladies. So your kid has an imagination.
1: I'm sure this is a conflict that a lot of like uh, homes, like with divorced parents and things like that, they have to deal with like these truths of of when to tell when a kid finds out or if to tell a kid about whether or not santa is real
0: yeah i think it's like a thing when you also have siblings that are older right like yeah you know you charlie you know it's funny i think i don't know you know don't bother looking this up but i lay you tend to one that uh only children believe in santa claus longer like their average age of like only cause they don't yeah, because yeah, they don't children. like but yeah, because that Christmas experience is so singularly about them, and they don't have like older children being like, only only babies believe in Santa Claus, but then also, I could also see you kind of believing maybe in the Santa Claus thing a little bit longer if you have like younger siblings, because your parents have a little bit more of an incentive to like keep up the charade, but I- i'm gonna I'm gonna put my money on only children, I think that only children live in their own little vacuum world. And end up believing in Santa Claus a lot longer. So Charlie seems like primed to believe it until he's about like 10, 11.
1: I remember kids just like going around telling everybody that Santa was fake from from the beginning of school onwards. Gleeful little contrarians. Yeah, like they just wanted everyone to know, you know Santa's not real, right? Like right away.
0: Yep, we all know that type.
1: And it seems like it was a phenomenon that was not necessarily related to being... Near Christmas time,
0: I think also Santa Claus not being real is a real like cynical '90s attitude. Like I think maybe the parents are supposed to represent like the cynical Seinfeld esque '90s. Yeah, where they're like, "Santa isn't real. You gotta live in reality, kid. Harsh realities." We cut to career day.
1: Oh yeah, career day.
0: And when the when the teachers like says to the fireman. Like, sorry that you lost your partner in yeah. a fire. I didn't know that firemen like policemen have partners, or maybe she was maybe he's gay. <laughs> She's referring his to life his partner. life partner. <laughs> and that's sad if he lost his life partner in a fire, but I think it's supposed to be a professional partner thing.
1: Maybe that's his origin story, why he became a firefighter.
0: Uh oh my god, when Charlie goes up there and he's like my dad's Santa Claus and the kids all laugh at him, it's like, Oh, this kid's gonna be teased till the end yeah. time. Like he just committed complete social suicide, like this kid's toast. Kids were not not taking that joke well. Like if it was a, like whether he was being cute or whether that was a joke, those kids were just not having it.
1: But no, then they ask him questions, like they inquire, and they're and they're like, "Who's your some favorite are, Yeah, some kids are curious. Yeah. No, they they came around pretty quick.
0: Well, there's that one b- bitch tits kid who's like, nah. I don't remember what he said, but I hated his dumb face, and it's just like everybody knew that one kid in school who's like nah, singing Santa Claus. Your dad sucks, and it's just like somebody punched that kid. Because <laughs> he needs a smack or everybody knows a kid who like talk like that to other kids but I didn't actually I would like kids like that that mouthed off to adults that's pretty rare I think again a kid like that would get a firm hit in the mouth <laughs> in the 90s and put a kbosh on that behavior pretty quickly I want to know a child psychologist's opinion of this movie because uh, the parents are really pushing
1: oh like whether they rec- what a child c- psychologist would recommend uh just like exposing They're your so kid to dist- the harsh truth of—they're so distressed
0: that Charlie believes in Santa Claus in a way that they would be like distressed if Charlie had like relig- like actual religious delusions or
1: the principal too. Like right after the the, I I guess it's an incident. Like right after uh, uh Charlie tells his class that his dad is Santa, they have that that meeting they have with to the have principal. A and the principal orders them to like tell them Santa Claus is se- se- Charlie <laughs> straight. And I didn't know principals had that authority. <laughs>
0: right. Like you think that most like most of the time a teacher or a principal would just be like, well, weird family shruggies. Like there's no I don't know, no visible abuse? Alright. <laughs> like, he's got time to deal with this. Uh the Somebody says that like this the go you could have got the or <laughs> Tim Allen says you could have got that snow globe anywhere. And it's like it's clearly antique slash magic, looks very heavy. I don't think he or it got like produced at his shitty toy company. <laughs> which is what he <laughs> says. He's like, Oh, we make that at work and it's like, nah, I don't think you make beautiful snow globes at your work. This is a clearly lovingly made uh piece from the prop department.
1: I mean, like maybe if the snow globe was like sat on top of a tank
0: yeah i wrote like it looks very expensive slash antique slash magic tri- tri- trifecta the kid just turned into an uh, like the parents are really alarmed but the kid just turned into like an all-year christmas enthusiast yeah and there are like weirder uh more annoying things for a kid to be obsessed with
1: absolutely and just
0: being like a christmas nerd
1: and he's just like Playing kids have weird
0: obsessions. Kids just like develop weird obsessions. I feel like you're not supposed to make them feel weird about it or take them to a psychologist.
1: Oh, poor Charlie. He's getting it from from everyone.
0: Uh, yeah. Like the the kid's pretty sharp during the whole like faith argument, or it feels like he's kind of messing with Judge, Judge Reinhold, where he's just like, "Listen, you know, stepdad if if you don't if you don't get Santa, you don't get Santa." <laughs> Uh, tim allen does the thing that i don't think that you should do where he's like well let's just keep it our secret oh i <laughs> wrote that, that too i underlined kids. it adults shouldn't ask kids to keep yeah secrets.
1: when he's like no you don't tell anyone i'm actually saying uh, adults don't tell kids to keep secret all you listeners at home adults don't <laughs> tell kids to keep secret.
0: so it's like bad tactic and then he kind of feels that that one's not working either and he goes how does five dollars sound <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's a good one, too. I'm Not to a good sign. That my, yeah. That's a good one. I'm going to have to keep that in my parenting back pocket. I will tell you what. It has five bucks sound.
1: This is also the beginning of the body horror yeah, part of Yeah, this is the where film. we get
0: into like the, the, the fat, shamey, Cronenbergian fat horror parts of the movie where... Um, <laughs> He shows up in a sweatsuit and from uh, a distance, uh, they audibly gasp. Everyone is so that horrified
1: he's that he's uh, like he's become fat, and it's so, it's so weird to see, because he's it. There's no, there's no reason like. He doesn't even have a chance not to do his job well or anything like like it's, that. It's
0: watching, like, most people, you know, again, put on weight a little more gradually, but it is watching, like, ten, 10 years of your career go bad because of, like, fat phobia in, like, two seconds, where it's like, well, clearly you're not competent or trustworthy or can't do your job anymore, is <laughs> immediately how people treat him. And it's funny because it's like, he did, what did he, when he's at the doctor later, he says, I've gained 45 pounds in a week, and it's like, that's a lot, like, you likely have a thyroid tumor (laughs) or some other similar medical issue because that's it's physically impossible to like gain that much weight in a week even if you tried
1: yeah, so, that's, like, I, it's, I actually wrote like, that. I mean, it's that's like,
0: really more so just like, or he like says like, oh, I got stung by a bee. And it's like, yeah, like some sort of like medical issue could probably cause you to bloat up like that. Or the fact that he tells the doctor it's not water retention. And it's like, if you're gaining 45 pounds in a week, that's pretty much all it can be.
1: I wrote down that the doctor is so upset that Tim Allen is fat and healthy.
0: <laughs> He's like, yeah, so you gained a little weight. I, I felt like he was being kind of glib about it.
1: I, I, I mean, like, I, when he, like, dismisses, like, any of the health problems he could have, but at first he's, like, checking his pulse, and he's, like, I can't believe your pulse is, like, a normal pulse. I thought for sure you'd be unhealthy.
0: His order is also wild, too. Like, when he ordered, like, they shame him for ordering stuff for lunch. He orders a Caesar salad, no dressing, and then immediately goes to cookie. And then a bunch of other sweet stuff and a glass of milk. So I just don't understand why Caesar salad, no dressing was in there. Is that supposed to be like the joke is like that's the Diet Coke? That, that yeah, yeah, that's about
1: as long as like the fat shaming lasted on his like appetite before he he just embraced it again.
0: I know the Santa tank thing is supposed to be a joke, but the 90s were pretty militarized. So I could actually see that flying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wrote... uh Peter Boyle has to take him aside because he's like, "What's going on with you, man?" And he's just like, he woke up fat and with integrity for the first time in his life.
1: <laughs> yeah, he 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 has a soul all of a sudden. And... He's
0: like, yeah, he's like, you're fat and you give a fuck about things now, and I'm not sure which is more distressing.
1: <laughs> and then they're in the park, so he's pretty much like embraced his.
0: Oh, we, well, we missed uh, the, 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 the Jingle Bell pulse. Like when the oh, doctor yeah, takes the doctor. You like that a little bit? Bell. So it's like, like those are the two things where it's like, all right, you've got 45 pounds in a week. You definitely have a thyroid tumor. And I'd be very concerned about your heart arrhythmia. Like that's a very irregular palpitations of the heart.
1: No, he's fine. He's fine. And then he basically just embraces it. He just becomes Santa at this point. And the park scene where, like, like, is no one gonna stop these kids from climbing up on this old man's lap at the park? Yeah. It Who wrote this scene?
0: Yeah. Uh, the very first uh, little girl. Uh, she. I, I. I should look up the actress's name, but she's gonna make an appearance. That's the little girl from "Look Who's Talking Now." Yeah. Yep. Yep. For sure. She's got a very distinct look.
1: You can tell the meme of her shaking the, the angrily shaking the, the hairbrush. Yep. Yeah, you can tell it's her for sure.
0: Yep. She's got like a real button nose and very distinct face. She's a little bit younger, so I think this is before look who's talking now.
1: So he's basically become like one of those guys who's Santa all the time, which is a real thing.
0: Yes. Like the people who sometimes play mall Santas or sometimes have cultivated a real like Santa looking persona that is a,
1: a Yeah. Name. Yep. And like I guess I would wonder like how do their families deal with it when they're loved ones genuinely go a little weird and and decide to be Santa all the time.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, for the most part, you think that most people are not taking it too far. So it's just like a fun little thing. Or again, you're kind of not really on duty until around Thanksgiving.
1: No, they hire, they get a judge to take you away, your kid away from you.
0: (laughs) If you, If you end up doing this. Yeah. Like if he just got a job as a mall Santa... I feel like they wouldn't have a leg to stand on because his defense could just be like, well, I mean, come on with the beard and stuff. I got to do this for my job. Right.
1: That would be, a, I guess, a bit of a step down from from toy company executive.
0: They make so yeah, they make such a big deal like about be- or it's like, again, like the lineup of kids on the bench is weird, but like the parents come over and they're making like such a big deal out of it. Like. Or it's, like, hard to explain, but, like, the scene where they came over and they were just, like, shaking their heads, like, we never thought you would take it this far to get, like, close to your son. It is, like, the scene in Mrs. Doubtfire when they find out that Robin Williams is in drag and they're all, like, just, like, horrified. It's just this, like, yeah, like, completely terrified of him horror and it's just, like, I don't know, like, on the grand scale of, like, red flags. Of male behavior or like weird dad behavior. I
1: mean, like, he wants to emulate a nice, jolly old man who gives gifts. Is there really, is that really such a bad thing?
0: I understand the concern when one of your loved ones goes from zero to Kenny Rogers in like three months (laughs) because that's what happened to him. It is
1: a concern, but they overreact and they basically like. And, and then they also tell their origin stories of why they hate Christmas in the judge's office. Believe, yeah, why why yeah. they
0: both have like kind of a weird emotional reaction to Santa or they both. Yeah, they have like their moment at the child or at the, the custody lawyer's office where uh, her monologue is pretty funny where she's like, I'm sure nobody remembers mystery date. And it's like, like oh, honey, lots of people remember me. Like, I'm too too young for that. And even I remember mystery date. It had lots of different versions throughout the years. It's a very poor little rich girl story where she's like, I got so much stuff, but yeah. I didn't get this game. And it's like...
1: I wasn't sure if we were supposed to feel sympathetic for yeah, her. Yeah,
0: like, when you when you didn't get the thing that you wanted for... Like, you know, like, how did you... I, I'm not saying I was the most, like, emotionally mature kid or could really, like, mitigate loss in my head that much better than other people, but, like, my faith in Santa was not crushed when I did not get, like, the things I asked for. I think I had that sort of... um godlike faith in santa where it's like santa knows better than than i what what I, should, yeah. what I should want and what i should have Where it's like of course santa doesn't bring you that pony where are you gonna put it
1: he knows what you need
0: yeah like santa's like a little bit santa's very daddy-like like that where he cannot does not give you what you ask for but he gives you what you need
1: no but for the purposes of this movie uh not getting a mystery date or not getting a, an oscar meyer whistle a wiener whistle
0: I felt like, despite the fact that these two are literal custody monsters, the scene was like touching. Like, I thought it was cute when Judge Reinhold was like, I didn't get my Oscar Minor, Wiener whistle. I was like, oh, cute. I don't know. Maybe I just think Judge Reinhold's cute.
1: He is a cutie.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. And then we cut to um, Tim Allen walking around as sad hipster Santa. And it's like, I love the toque. I love the sweater. <laughs> the sweater is like a, I don't know what you call that style of sweater, but it's like a cardigan that's like real rough knit it's got two rearing reindeer on the front and then it's got two rearing reindeer on the back on like a crest actually if it had a griffin and a unicorn on it would look a lot like uh ontario's ontario's little crest
2: uh,
1: he
0: great 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 sweater
1: he's fully embraced it he's become santa the santa entity has fully taken over his mind scott calvin the person is deep in the recesses screaming
0: Oh no! Yeah, deep in the deep in the underground, <laughs> they're being like a real jerk to him. <laughs> like even if like you believe that, because like he loses the custody battle, and we like this is the scene where we see him walking, and he comes to like see Charlie on Christmas, and he's like, you know, you're not supposed to be here, man. And he's like, don't make me beat you up. And he's like, oh, Santa's gonna beat me up. And it's just like, okay, if you really believe this guy is having like a delusional thing that he's Santa, is that really like a funny mocking joke to make? Like, which is it?
1: It's true. Yeah. Um and then he takes Charlie. I thought this was really weird.
0: Yeah, there's a there's that's a tense moment when he like well there's like there's already this is like kind of where we hit the stride of the tension in the movie and there's always such a tension in these family kids movies where there's magic. The audience knows there's magic. We've been shown the magic. But then we've got you know the the, the straight actors that are usually like the parents or the you know, that don't know magic exists and they're acting in the child's best interests but often are just, like, kind of taking it too far. Yeah.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I I wrote down here, like, imagine getting an Amber Alert on your cell phone for this scenario. Like, when, when now that... Yeah,
0: oh, no, yeah. (laughs) Where it's, like, so, and subjects dressed as Santa. It's got the same last name, so you know it's the dad. These are, like, the, the little clues you get from the Amber Alert that just really paint a story. I just literally wrote, "Oh no, child abduction!"
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like we we've been with Tim Allen from the beginning. We know he's Santa, and we know Charlie's safe. But it's like you like you can see why the well that's and that's when we get the ZZ Top like "Gimme all your loving," and then Judge Reinhold is like holding Charlie's stocking and trying not to cry. <laughs> all your loving kisses too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's this movie is a lot darker. It could it-
0: like or I think that maybe that like that scene was a little rough. So they're like, oh, well, we just got to maybe undercut it with like Santa in the in the fire retardant jet suit doing a little dance. <laughs> just so we just like Charlie's OK, everybody They're His mom's real worried, but he's going to be all right. Uh, at that point, I was like, does this movie have one of those uh, horror movie trailer edits?
1: yeah it needs one. It <laughs> right. could there if you have
0: quickly do it where it's just like Tim Tim Allen's delusional thinks he's Santa and kidnaps his son. yep, yeah no, like I said' uh, find a song that sounds like that, but with like lyrics that are not as racy, and somebody's like, yep,' and then they didn't do it in time, <laughs> so they ended up stuck with this one. they just didn't bother um <laughs> I don't know why I felt weird about uh there's so much technology in this new sled where it seems like. Last year, the sled that Tim Allen fell butt first into, or fell head first into, with his butt hanging out, uh, that was like a very old timey, very European, no bells and whistles sled. And this was the year that technology really took hold, because there's just like all these technological upgrades that Santa has.
1: This sled was like the iPhone of sleds.
0: Well, when the <laughs> the big thing with Santa is that he's going around getting milk and cookies. And like or like you know seasonal drinks and cookies. So it really blew my mind that one of the onboard things was like, well, you've got a hot cocoa and cookie ex- dispenser, and it's like that's wild. I don't know, like that's S- unnecessary.
1: So they could make the the compact disc joke. What was it? Compact disc? CD holder? No, um, not what compact would, disc. It was not
0: CD. Cookies it was cookie, and cookies and drinks. Cookies and or was it cocoa and dunkers? <laughs> <laughs> <Cocoa> and
1: <dunkers. laughs> that's what it was
0: that's my, that's my uh my my hot cocoa cafe that also sells cookie cocoa and dunkers i like it yep uh i was like well I, I was like i can't even think of like an analogy but that's like having a little machine in your car that uh gives you little hot egg rolls while you're on your way to the chinese buffet unnecessary thank you <laughs> It's like, not a perfect metaphor, but I was just like, the last thing this guy needs is like, cookies on the way to go get more cookies.
1: And like, it, that all the technology seems weird because we already mentioned like Christmas magic is what lets Santa do all these things and accomplish all these. Yeah, why things. does he
0: need all this like tech? Or yeah, because he's got the the flight suit and it's supposed to be like fire retardant. And it's like, oh, we're going to solve that problem of you going into already lit fireplaces. And it's like, we just saw a fireplace be crafted out of nothing. Yeah, like out he of, needed the fireplace to emerald exist. Emerald matter. So it's like, you've got the power to create a fireplace, but you don't have the ability to quell a fire already going in a fireplace that is, <laughs> already exists. Okay, so there's just this is just like the really big technology year, I guess. And, like, I mean, it's 94. That checks out. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you can probably ask a lot of people in the workforce in 94, like, were there a lot of rapid technological advancements in your workplace? Santa had to get used to some shit.
1: When Windows 95 came out.
0: I'm dumb, and I didn't know that their last name, like, Neil, or uh, Judge Reinhold's character, like, he's Dr. Miller, because, like, (laughs) I guess this is the house that they set the sting up in when Tim Allen gets a, like, when he gets caught.
1: It's, like it's judge Reinhold's house yeah so yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: that's wild that he comes back to like the scene of the crime
1: oh yeah non- <laughs> well it's because he wants to leave that toy he's like like uh like charlie he's like i made that i made a toy i want to give it to
0: oh he's there dropping off presents yeah. for judge and and the wife yeah okay. that's right all right
1: i like that that scene was funny because the sound like so surprised by the cops for some reason and like that the cops will be after him well
0: like I'd wrote like how do they know which house to set a sting up in like how do they know which house is Santa's already hit plus he's like in a time continuum you know, like, it just feels like some real blind luck. Uh, and then I think it's Judy who comes out and is like, Santa was just caught at the Millers. And it's like, I didn't understand that that was Neil's house. So I'm like, was it just like the random Millers? Like, which Millers? I mean, out of 50,000 families?
1: <laughs> we're talking early 90s LA police. They have a huge militarized force. Yeah, they're they're going to use it. These,
0: these, like, sting operations up in several houses.
1: I said that, like, only... Uh, I really enjoyed watching like how surprised he was as at like as a middle aged white guy about to get brutalized by the police and like arrested and, and sent to jail. It was really funny. He did, he obviously did not expect uh, that scenario to play out the way it did.
0: Um, he gets rescued by some jetpack elves. Oh my
1: god! I can't believe the That's North the Pole has a deniable operations unit, and they're like like a CIA the, special ops. Like the ops. green berets. Like yeah. we're gonna go in and get him
0: out. Oh, that was like yeah that was wilder it's just like oh geez like these kids actually seem like a pretty like effectual elite force like maybe they should be the ones delivering gifts or one one really poses the question why why santa why the sleigh that's just the way they do it i guess
1: as a young boy this this is what made the movie for me is like watching th-
0: these like little yeah, yeah, brain yeah they they're were cute. so cool yeah.
1: now i see them as like exactly what tim allen was railing against with the santa tank it's just a militarized They're Christmas. Militarized. Like it's it's yeah. exactly the same thing. I don't know why you, you had such a hard time with it. That's what you want.
0: Uh, I said that the lead E L E V or like elves. They're like yeah. elves, the elite tactical force or whatever. The lead kid had kind of a Raimi Malik energy, but looks a lot like the Spy Kids kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. I also took a note that uh, in the hallway scene when Charlie's brought back, there's four rugs in the hallway, like just four four rugs in a diagonal line, and <laughs> it's just a really wild designing choice. That is there's odd. like four visible carpets separated down a hallway, and it's like by a long runner. That's weird. <laughs> no. No.
1: This way, one of the rugs wear out. You don't have to replace the whole rug. You only have to replace that one he section. He
0: wants to leave with him. Charlie wants to leave with Tim Allen. He wants to keep delivering gifts with Santa. And uh, he he does the responsible thing. And says like, I know you want to come with me, but you got to spend time with your mom. And it's a complete reversal of when he was like crying and being like, don't leave me here with dad. Dad's a deadbeat, please. And now it's just like, oh, don't leave me, daddy. Like he's complete 180
1: yeah and and that's like the i guess the moral of the story well
0: here comes back like or like you were saying like the sacrifice and the martyr theme where he's just like he's effectively saying like just like i can't only be your dad anymore right like it's kind of selfish to want me here to be your dad (laughs) and it's like "Mm, nice speech.
1: It is a nice speech.
0: I was like, I wonder if this is some version of the speech that like John Lennon gave to Julian. Like I belong to the world now. I can't be your dad.
1: This is basically what all famous kids have to deal with. Or (laughs) kids of famous uh, parents. I I also thought that 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 was nice, but then like literally five minutes later, he comes back and he's like, hey kid, climb aboard, let's go. And then they go off and do the thing that he's like, no, you need to sacrifice and stay with your mom. But no, he just gets right in. Like literally. (laughs) The
0: whole like, they... He kidnaps he he so we see him as hipster Sano walking to Charlie's house, kidnaps Charlie, but then goes back without Charlie to the house to drop off gifts, gets arrested and then gets bailed out of jail, but then brings Charlie back again, so it's just like the comings and goings of this movie if you're not like paying attention can be a little confusing <laughs> the-
1: That part, there's some real leaps in logic and physics and all sorts of stuff.
0: How did you feel about the scene when the wife is looking at him in the eye and she's looking at him deep, deep in the eye and then that's when she sees it and she's like, it's you, you're really Santa. Like, what do you, what do you think she saw?
1: It's just like the, like the sparkle in, in in his
0: eye like the effectiveness of disney's makeup department yeah i feel like just he looks pretty santa-y <laughs>
1: i have to say they they, they did, did like make job. him he looks like he could drink a coca-cola he's such a Santa-looking yeah, he looks santa looking like santa he could
0: be chilling out with some polar bears drinking a glass yeah. bottle of coke um
1: i i thought it was really funny when when judge Reinhold. Believed in Santa, like like suddenly turned on, like he he suddenly had a little boy lisp, like we like Th- Santa, Aww, like eh?
0: yeah. oh <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's cute. Judge Judge Reinhold's a bit of a jerk, uh, like consistently throughout this, or a bit of a, a I think Tim Allen calls him a pinhead or whatever. Yeah, Doctor like Pinhead. Doctor Pinhead. <laughs> it's like yeah, well, you know what? I mean, I mean some of his uh some of his low blows on the stepdad are kind of uh. You know, a little out of line, but that one's pretty dead on.
1: I get the sense that Jen Reinhold's character like spends a lot of time arguing on Reddit about like logical, like science-based facts. Yeah, he's like those aggressive atheist people. Yeah, Yeah.
0: back when we needed them.
1: Also, in this scene, like Bernard shows up and he's eating a pita, like a pocket bread.
0: He was like, he's got like just like a. It's like it's the '90s. He's got a pocket pita, and Jen Reinhold rips it out of his hand. I was like, all right, just wrote Bernard is eating a pita. That's cool. <laughs> or it's like, yeah, what do you think he's seeing? And it's like, yeah, the power of the Disney makeup department, I guess. As is, is Judge Reinhold does. Just see something in him. Just see something in his eyes. And it's like, all right, we're going to have to take your word for it.
1: Uh, at that point, like the police get come in again. Like the police just come in and they're like pouring in. And the parents are like, no, don't. It's okay now. yeah that's
0: tough yeah where it's like no we burned we burned the custody agreement everything's fine now we worked it out and it's like i'm not the crown will have to press charges i'm afraid there's no (laughs) your child was abducted unfortunately
1: i wrote this is why you don't let the police deal with crisis situations involving the mentally ill
0: yeah oh yeah um i'm not sure if this is before or after that uh or judge reinhold tells uh We've already established, like, well, what's the only way that we can get a new Santa? And uh, well, we have bad news. It might be due to death. So Judge Reinhold tells uh, Charlie, you're going to make a good little psychologist someday. And he's like, no, I'm going to follow dad into the family business. Is he going to kill his dad? Is that a threat? Yeah. (laughs) That's a fucking threat. Like, watch out. You're going to get fucking pushed off a roof by Charlie.
1: (laughs) He's the next Highlander, (laughs) as far as I can tell. Yeah.
0: Being the head elf. There's a lot of magic at the end and everyone's just like, Okay. The cops see Santa fly off in the sleigh, yep. the neighborhood sees Santa fly off in the sleigh. Everyone's just like, Okay, so yep. there's magic. Everyone looks delighted, It's not established scared. now. Yep. Or the na- like these or these neighborhood people are not the audience, they've been watching. They just came out they just literally came out of their houses and saw this. I got They're all like mm, delightful.
1: And I gotta say I'm feeling pretty good at that point in the movie. Like I'm feeling pretty Christmassy. It's she gets her moment. mystery
0: date. He gets the.
1: He gets his little weenie.
0: He gets his weenie whistle, and it's like, oh, cute, cute. Did you see what Charlie got?
1: What did he get? Just a fucking stupid yeah. soccer ball. And it's like, not even like. Uh, I one. It's, it doesn't it's even, even seem like to be like a regulation size soccer ball. Yeah. Just like a fucking little Nerf one. It's like one of those shitty inflatable ones you get like in a bin at Walmart. Or
0: like I don't know. I was like, oh, did that get edited out? That he's like also like a bend at like Beckham soccer.
1: Well, he is at a soccer game in the in halfway through. Was he? Yeah, that he is playing. Oh
0: yeah, that's right. Or that's when that's when we have the scene with him with all the Santa lining up on the bench. Right? Is that we are watching Charlie in a soccer game? Because Charlie looks like a pretty little kid out there, and a lot of the people on the yellow team looked really tall. I was like, this seems like a this kid's gonna get mowed over.
1: Not an athlete
0: do you think that other santa i feel like again I, i'm gonna maintain that he waved his little mitten at the end and we cut away and that other santa just like quietly went back to his life where he's like thank god i got out of
1: that oh uh, maybe maybe yeah. you escape it like you get to go back to your normal life but like let's say that santa existed for hundreds of years and then like returned to reality now that tim allen's the santa so he's like a fish out of water
0: it's it's i don't know i kind of do like stories like that where you end up uh kind of like a Agreeing to something just by participating, where it's like by
1: you have to accept that like you're a part of this because you're
0: yeah or especially just like uh, when he you know kind of takes out the like pretty much it's from the minute he gets in the sleigh and he puts the coat on but pretty much from the minute that he pulls out the little Santa business card yeah and it reminded me how um uh, Robert Anton Wilson always would tell people uh, with the Church of Discordianism where he'd be like you're all popes and you would carry around a little card that indicated that you're like a pope in the church of discordianism so if you were listening you get like ordained a pope whether you're listening and it's a little unconsensual (laughs) so it's kind of reminded me of that where it's like oh if you encounter santa and you pick up the card (laughs) sorry you're you're already in the middle of it
1: (laughs) this kind of gives santa like almost like a superhero origin in a way
0: or it's funny like how also when, because it, compl- it is, it's like a, almost like a superhero transformation or like a discovering you were that all along kind of thing where it's weird because when she's calling off to him, she's like, Scott, Scott, Santa. And it must be really weird like like if your friend became the Pope and it's like, what, I got to call you the Pope now?
1: Yeah. You're the yeah. guy? <laughs>
0: this is like Santa's like a-
1: <laughs> Call me Pope.
0: <laughs> sure, whatever, buddy. Uh, the... Th- that's it. Yeah. yeah the, the the end ballad is about Christmas all year.
1: Oh, that last closing credit song is, uh... It was a real doozy. Quite the, the... It's just... The lyrics are... I wish... I could look up the lyrics because they're atrocious.
0: Yeah, I wish I had uh, wrote some of them down, but it was just, like, some weird... Oh, well, it was, like, going through all the seasons where it was, like, you should do some Christmas stuff in autumn and you should do some Christmas yeah, stuff in the well, spring yeah. and then it's, like, Christmas hold it around. to your heart all summer. And that reminds me of, um there's a bond like that's the big bon jovi uh christmas song where it's like i wish every day could be like christmas and and it's just like ultimately like it wouldn't be because that's the whole point of christmas it's special it's one day a year that song makes me angry
1: (laughs) i'm not sure that after 25 days of doing this podcast we're gonna want every day to be like christmas
0: right like it's just like it's i get it (laughs) haha it's a very like cute sentiment where it's just like oh we're so filled with christmas joy and goodwill towards others god if only day every day could be like that it's like clearly every day can't be like that we have a expiration date and a limit on our goodwill that's why we have to like cram it all into one day
1: the question is though do you do you feel like that right now
0: yeah did my did my like i would say this this increased my christmas cheer i did feel it go up we're, we're supposed to be rating these movies out of like a Christmas it's supposed to be like out of 10 I don't feel like you can the minute I suggested that we call it a Christmas cheer meter you were like okay like or again like the ZZ Top song where you're like give me all your love well that's good but I feel, I feel like we can do better it will be a placeholder until we find something better so we never did so it's the give me all your love meter
1: <laughs> how about how many reindeer farts out of 10 oh
0: Oh, there were so many reindeer farts in this movie
1: i give it a like a uh, so
0: many reindeer farts but there were two two specific scenes of reindeer farts which is too too many
1: i'm gonna say six reindeer farts out of ten on the cheerometer. really like maybe a little yeah no, six. Like, i six i like
0: seeing santa's workshop yeah tim allen's a bit of a tool <laughs> tool time <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: <laughs> good one yeah thanks uh, I don't know. I'm going to give this a five. It's like a five Ooh. out of ten. It's just like sitting right in the middle where it's like got that like Christmas nostalgia. It's got some like good Christmas stuff. Yeah. Clips by pretty fast. So it's not a drag. Um, Bernard the Elf's cute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, The Elves are cute. Just seeing the workshop. Seeing the workshop's like, yeah. oh, that's nice. All right. That kind of got me in the mood for more Christmas stuff. It like kind of just that little glimmer of just like, oh, yeah, Christmas is good. I remember why I like it
1: yeah and by the end of the film tim allen's horrible character is, is basically gone yeah he's been completely
0: and killed and absolved and now we just like, have transformed santa. into yeah and, now we just have santa and now everyone's we're...
1: happier especially his son
0: yeah no more tim allen just santa oh my god imagine all the problematic men of the world could just like turn into a beloved figure and have a complete personality overhaul would be wonderful <laughs> Uh, Did you know that in November 2020, due to the COVID outbreak, uh, not really allowing us to really make and produce new movies, that the Santa Claus was actually re-released into theaters?
1: No, I did not know that. So this is very timely. Let's pretend we watch this in theaters. Wait, it was released in theaters?
0: Which is weird, eh? So in certain places where theaters I guess are still theaters open, theaters are still open. Yeah, we're like again, we're 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 in Toronto where we're in, like super naughty lockdown because yeah. we were bad. So in a place where theaters are open or allowed to do the social distancing. Well, that's
1: kind of cool. Yeah,
0: in in and around uh, in and around, it says November twenty twenty was what it said on the wiki. So in and around Thanksgiving, which is we know when Santa when Santa moseys into work and starts doing his fucking job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It was released in like yeah about fifteen thousand theaters, which is originally how how many years I thought Judy was working on her hot cocoa. That's (laughs) true, fifteen (laughs) thousand
1: years. Nope, twelve hundred. I think, I think that's it.
0: Okay, yeah, we did the cheerometer. We we want to—is this like a Christmas classic for the ages though? Like we have our own personal rating, but
1: it's this is. This is a Christmas classic for the ages. If you grew up watching this and want to share it with someone who's young, I think someone who's young is going to still like this film.
0: Yeah, or it's like I think that uh, children should see this. This is like you know what I mean. My own personal cheer meter was like a five, you know a five out of ten, but it's like this is still a Christmas classic. I'm going to say like this is a this is a family film definitely that you can put on and most most people if you enjoy Christmas you're going to enjoy this movie. I would say. You're going to find some stuff in it where you're just like, that speaks to the mythos of Christmas and how I like to see it play out.
1: Couldn't say it better. All right. What's tomorrow? What's the next film?
0: What is when we? What is the next little cardboard window that we're going to open up on our advent calendar? We're trying to do these in somewhat like a order of cheeriness, right? Like we're going from, I or I kind of composed it as what I would consider to be the questionable or less cheery ones that will not up my cheer and then the ones that are closer to the beginning are like the little bit more like the ringers where it's like, if you don't have cheer by December (laughs) 21st, you're in trouble. So you got to up that.
1: The higher octane, pure, uncut Christmas stuff you want to leave till the end.
0: I already have bad news for you in our schedule. We, We had earlier decided because we could not decide which Tim Burton movie to go with. We have a tie between Edward Scissorhands versus The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh no! We couldn't. I you uh, you you made the argument that Nightmare Before Christmas is because it's got Christmas in the title, the more Christmassy movie. So I feel like I'm already. I felt like I was in trouble two two minutes like a, two seconds into this argument, but <laughs> I uh I, I was when Edward Scissorhands is Christmassy, wintry. I feel like it's still it's got a lot of.
1: I guess we're gonna have to flip a coin and see.
0: We're, you You definitely, we don't have time to do both?
1: I'm already losing it after the first one. <laughs> I don't think I can do two.
0: I feel like all of the Nightmare Before Christmas stands will be furious if we do Edward Scissorhands, and I feel like all of the Edward Scissorhands stands will be furious if we do Nightmare.
1: I'm glad we'll be pissing someone off.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, I, you know what? Actually, yeah, I get to either piss off Nightmare Before Christmas fans or piss off Johnny Depp fans. So Sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. All right. So... We'll have to see. It'll be a surprise.
1: You'll see. see. All right. All right.
0: Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.